welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 460 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Edward Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing very, very well. I'm in the midst of what seem to be about a million long COVID tests, but I'm going uh, from one practitioner to another. Well, uh, everyone's getting very worried about Sean. Is he okay? Is Sean all right? Uh, Poor Sean. Is he okay? Poor old Sean. Wait, do, you want to put, do you want to go on record? Are you okay? You're you, you on top of everything? Um, I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, uh, I could say that I'm not 100% of what I would normally say, um, and yes, I am suffering from the effects of COVID. Uh, we seem to be lasting a bit longer than I was hoping, um, but that's it's life. Isn't it? yeah. um, mm. And uh, the, all the, the guys I'm seeing, all the consultants, uh, I'm going from one to another, um, are all learning about COVID. So it's all a learning process going on. Yep. Um, but um, I'm, I'm hearing stories of, of doctors that have several hundred people on their books that have got long COVID symptoms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we get to find out about that now. I mean, there's plenty of it still going around, um, the, the latest variants and all that stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, lots of plates spinning and all that stuff. And obviously, yeah, a little bit going on on planet Earth besides that. But yeah, uh, we'll, we'll struggle on through. Well, we'll more than struggle on through. We're going to smash through it and enjoy the summer and the the years ahead of us we're going to talk today a little bit about kindness which might play a part in how much we enjoy our everyday lives because you are allowed to apparently you are allowed to enjoy enjoy every day it doesn't even have to be a friday or a weekend to, to have, take pleasure in life does it you're joking yeah did you not heard I mean, I mean you can enjoy every day yeah <laughs> you're going to be telling me you can enjoy every minute of every day next mm. Well, that's not good. That might be a step too far, but yeah, let's, you know, baby steps. <laughs> yeah, uh, liveinthepresent.co.uk for all the show notes and links. Previous episodes, and Sean's written a blog post, which was the trigger for this uh, this episode. Um, yeah, so do check it out and drop us a line if there's anything you would like us to discuss, as a few people have done recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, should we, should we dive into this one, Sean? Because there's been a bit of a ruckus... In the news recently, was it the Will Smith incident that uh, that triggered this one for you? Yeah, yeah, and on several levels, some of which I'm sure people won't actually relate to me, but I'll talk about those in a minute. Um, but the um, that idea that it's okay for someone to stand on a stage and slag everybody off is kind of okay, and there's and the issue of political correctness and. At what point, uh, you know, can we not call short people midgets and we have to call them minis or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, And the the idea of of being polite. But we're hugely in danger in two ways. One, of not being able to say anything for fear of offending somebody. That's the first one. And the second thing is that we get confused about physical interactions. And... Uh, to me, if you look at uh, any nature program and you look at a lioness dealing with her cubs, 
And in the end, they'll cheese her off because they're biting her tail or doing whatever. And she'll give them a good smack. Yeah, now that's not kind of violence. It's not abuse. It's communication. Mm. The, the, the lioness is communicating with the cub, don't do that. And if the cub goes, yeah, when it gets waxed, she's communicating that it hurts her tail when you bite it. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's that kind of thing. Now, whatever you think about Will Smith, he went up on stage in front of a lot of people and he slaps that guy, Chris Rock, is it, in, in yeah. the chops. Now, yeah. he, didn't, he didn't punch him out. He gave him a <laughs> slap, which to me was like a Victorian um, throwing down a gauntlet for um, pistols at dawn kind of thing. It was like, it was that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But it's like, and, and his being slagged off for that. And, there's a part of me that thinks, yes, violence is not a good thing. I don't believe in violence. But do we expect the Ukrainians to come out with flowers and give them to the Russian troops and say, OK, you can go home now, bye, because they're not going to listen? It's mm. like the, the communication currency that they're using is physical violence. And there are times when that is a currency of communication just as love is, and it's the one that needs to be used. Very unpopular, but it's a real communication. Yeah, I was kind of torn by it. You know, initially, once I'd learned about the kind of backstory in terms of Will Smith's wife um, suffering or with alopecia and hair loss, uh, yeah, no, instinctively it was like, okay, fair enough. Then, you know, Chris Rock had it coming, and Chris Rock's had a, made a career out of winding people up. Uh, and pushing the, you know, pushing the boundaries of what's acceptable, and you know, trying to get a, a raise from people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, he's had it coming for years, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's been <laughs> smacked before. And if not, I'd be amazed, you know, if, if uh, it's taken up until now for someone to uh, to slap Chris Rock around the chops. But then, you know, you start reading online about, yeah, the the impacts of violence, and is that kind of a, a side of will smith that kind of he takes home with him with his family and kids and that kind of stuff and you do start to think more about it this just the choice of the slap was very interesting actually and thinking about it you wonder in, like how he chose why he chose to do that instinctively uh in, in the heat of the moment because had he smacked punched chris rock left him with a broken nose and a pool of blood or even unconscious on the floor that would have been you know much more even well even more serious thing to have done the slap is quite an interesting choice i now i think about it um and you know as i've seen an mp right uh, has written to him actually whose father died from a from a single punch on a night out or something like that you can kill with a single punch so uh yeah um yeah interesting but, but I, I think that um the the fact that it was a slap and it was a backhand slap <clears throat> was a communication and I think we have to be careful of, um, you know, the person that runs into someone's house with a baseball bat and gives someone a smack over the head um, is is a very different situation to, you know, giving someone a slap. Yeah, but we can say, oh, these are violent acts. And um, if you think about it, lots of these things are forms of communication, like the lioness. Um and uh, it'd be interesting to see once Chris Rock has processed what's going on, you know, where he is. Yeah. Is, is it moderated his behaviour? Would he think more 
before he slags someone off in public. Mm. Yeah, and so maybe as a form of communication, it will end up as being an effective thing. Yeah, and it's politically correct at the moment to say, no, 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 we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that. Um, but but if you think about a, a slap, like I say, the lioness, it's a form of communication. It's mm. not a form of violence. It's not a deliberate act to hurt somebody. It's a form of communication. Yeah, Will Smith didn't beat the crap out of him and leave him for dead. You know, he communicated. You know, I think the phrase he used was, take my wife's name out of your mouth. It was something like that. Yep. Yeah, he was saying, you know, you can take the mickey out of me, but yeah, don't, yeah, leave my wife out of it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's move things on then to, to kind of why you want to talk about kindness today and, you know, how do you define kindness and uh, is it overrated, underrated in society? What do you reckon? Um, I think that we're at a point where Kindness is always important. We have to look after each other. It's my, if we all look after each other, we're all going to be okay. That's the ultimate kindness. Um, but when people are prepared to step out of line and be a bit unruly, we have to communicate in ways that they can hear. You know, if you've got some naughty lads and you say, oh, you naughty boys, if you do that again, you're not going to get any sweets for a week. <laughs> you know, and they think, okay, piss off, do you know. And, and they just carry on being negative. Yeah. Um, whereas you have to communicate in a way that someone can hear what you're saying. Mm. And I'm not advocating violence. I'm advocating communication. And it's like I say, if you go back to Ukraine, you know, it's, it, the Ukrainians could love the Russian soldiers to bits. You know, they could really want to be kind to them and look after them. Um, I don't think it would actually do them a lot of good in the situation that they're in. Yeah, so Wikipedia defined, says in your blog post has, defines it as behaviour marked by ethical characteristics, a pleasant disposition and concern for others, known as a virtue and recognised as a value. I think Google says the quality of being friendly, generous and considerate. So, yeah, how do you define kindness and how do you kind of weave it into your everyday life? Or the, you might you, you might not even be aware that you're doing it a lot of the time, but, yeah, I, I think that kindness is to treat other people as yourself. I think it can be as simple as that. Mm. You know, that if you look after other people in the way that you would like to be looked after, do as you would be done by, then I think we've cracked it. Um, and, and the thing that amazes me on a daily basis, on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, is that it will be so easy for us as human beings to create situations that are heaven on earth, mm. you know, and but we don't, we go out of our way to kind of, let's make things really difficult. So, hey, the North Koreans have now made some super rockets that can go as far as the end of the earth and blow everybody to bits. Isn't that amazing? No, what a waste <laughs> of bloody time and money. If that time and money had been used being kind to people on the planet, wouldn't we live in a better place? Yeah? But like us, us as human beings are too asleep most of the time and too bloody stupid to realise what we're doing. You know, what, did, what were you saying to me about the Arctic, temperature-wise? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, last, last week, I think both the North and the South Poles re reported average temperatures that were like 30, 40 degrees Celsius above average for this time of year. So, 
staggering amount of water or ice being turned into water and running off yeah. somewhere else, which will have a bit of a knock-on effect. But yeah, so it didn't really make, hit the news as much as it should have for various reasons because someone slapped <clears throat> someone around the chops on a you know in front of millions of people and uh, there's obviously something going on in Ukraine as well, uh, which is very serious. But yeah, our eye is off the ball once again, you know, but I guess we, it's not that it's off the ball. It's, it's our eyes are focusing on a place where we want it to focus rather than where perhaps we should be focusing our attention. Hmm. But that, that whole sense of, of kindness, <clears throat> and it's like we need to be kind to other people. We need to be kind to animals, um, which we're not. Um, and we need to be kind to the planet, which we're not. Um, and, I guess out of those, the animals, maybe they get their own back on us, but the planet can. And whether it is, okay, the, the poles melt and gradually all, all the cities become flooded, you know, and we lose the land mass. Um, now, however it works, there is <coughs> that issue of karma. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's kind of planetary karma at, at, at play there potentially um do you do you subscribe to karma and and dharma i know you've written it about in, in the blog a little bit the karma is something yeah. that a lot of people will use the phrase oh that's you know that's bad karma that so i think a lot of people can have a have a fundamental grasp of what karma means and even believe that it exists in some in some kind of way what's your take on it so just just think of it as karma is the consequence of what i do yeah. So if I go into somewhere and I'm rude to everybody, <laughs> and like the chances are people aren't going to like me. Like so, the karma of my action is that people don't like me. They won't talk to me. They won't, you know. Um, the word dharma is to act appropriately. <clears throat> it's correct action. <clears throat> so if you act dharmically, you have minimal negative karma. Yeah. Because if you think of karma, people always think of karma as like a bad thing. But if karma is just consequence, then the consequence can be either good or bad, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that you can have positive karma as well as negative karma, just the consequence of what you're doing. Yeah. So how do you think, I mean, back on Will Smith then, how, what do you think the karmic reaction or the dharmic reaction to his, he's obviously on a bit of a, he's trying to, Un, undo some of the or fix some of the damage I think he seems like he's quite self-aware and he's he's released a statement saying violence violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive my behavior was unacceptable and inexcusable uh, I think he's he's apologized to, he's apologized to everyone initially he hadn't he hadn't apologized to Chris Rock but he did he has done since um yeah what do you think what what do you think the universe will have in store for for Will Smith post this event? I mean, do you think he could potentially not get much work now? Or do you think he'll get more work for him from based on kind of sticking up for his wife? What do you think? I think it, it goes two ways. Isn't it? I mean, the, um, there's going to be a lot of people out there who go, good on you. you no, know, good on you. You know, he stood up for his wife, who obviously has a lot of, of, uh, of emotional anxiety <laughs> kind of issues. She's got the alopecia. So. Um, and, and he stood up for her. And a lot of people will respect that. Um, and yes, it may damage part of his career um, in the sense of like maybe he won't get you know, as much money or all the roles he would want to get. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, um, uh, I, I, I mean, as me saying this, I actually thought 
fair enough. When he did what he did, he mm. went on the stage and he, he he gave that guy a slap. He didn't punch him out. He didn't, you know. He he went to me. That was like a very powerful form of communication. Now it's ricocheted down down the line, doesn't it, to all kinds of people, and because someone's father or relative was punched out in the street and died, it's like they're not comparable incidents, but people will put them together because they, they resonate emotionally inside them. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I think that there are lots of situations. I must have said this to you before about the Razor Gangs in Glasgow. Mm, okay. no. there, there, was, there was a point in Glasgow, uh, it happened in Birmingham as well at one point, but in, in uh, Glasgow where um, gangs were going around with cutthroat razors and slashing people in the street. Okay, and it, and it was becoming out of hand, a bit like knives are coming out of hand now, and it had to be stopped because a lot of people were dying and getting damaged. Um, so what, what they did, they passed a law where if you were caught with the razor or you were using a razor like that, yeah, I think it was you got five strokes of the cat and nine tails, which is quite a beast of an, an instrument. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, okay, I have. Yeah, I know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, so kind of nine times, three months hard labour, which meant three months hard labour, not kind of pussying around in a cell with your television. It was like, it was hard labour, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had five strokes of the cat when you came out so you didn't forget it, right? And the problem stopped just like that. And it didn't stop because that punishment was, was outrageous and violent and disgusting, it stopped because that communication was appropriate and it communicated. The word communication means a common union to be at one with. Yeah. And it communicated, stop doing this now. And people did. Right? They did. And I guess that wouldn't be an option anymore now, given yeah, police generally can't go around like whacking whacking folks. You know, we have they have tasers in this country and even in uh, well, some we do have armed police in this country every now and again. And there are other places where police are basically like, yeah, walking around with like in crazy military outfits with hand grenades yeah. probably strapped to them and all sorts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, military grade vehicles roaming the streets and well, those countries or that country uh, in the United States doesn't necessarily, uh, it's got crime issues and serious kind of incarceration issues with like the highest level of incarceration in the world. So yeah. Uh, it, my crazy idea for kind of uh, kindness on the streets of America would be to disarm the police, like uh, uh, yeah, basically not allow the police to have weapons, which initially obviously might re- might result in some freaky situations if you've got if you're up against a violent criminal with uh, arm to the teeth and the, the police haven't got anything. But I think I think ultimately what would happen is that the criminals would step back with their militarization. Um, but, but may, maybe the deal should be that all weapons go. Mm. You know, the weapons are not allowed, whether you're in the police or you're in the public. Yeah. Well, that'd be, that'd be lovely. Yeah, that's something for Americans to sort out. But yeah, there's obviously huge kind of political issues around that and First Amendment, Second Amendment, what it is, mm. that kind of stuff. And hey-ho, yeah, we won't get too caught up in that. But I mean, yeah, talking more generally, generally about kindness, there's a couple of articles I've linked to happiness.com um 
that talk about the other benefits of, of, of kindness. And I'm sure we're all aware and we've, we've seen it in action, hopefully personally, that, you know, kindness can have a bit of a ripple effect. So if you're good to someone, or for a start, you get a bit of a kick from it in terms of feeling good about yourself. The other person generally you can tell, can appreciate the kindness. And hopefully, and I think there are some stats that, that bear it out, that they will then, more, they're more likely to be kind to the next person they meet or when they, they're in a similar situation. So it can kind of ripple ripple outwards. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are all sorts of kind of physical in, like, impacts as well in terms of like, it being good for you physically and emotionally to, to generally have a sunny disposition and be looking out for people around you. Mm. Um, you know, I was, I was doing some uh, leaflet drop in today for my local green party doing me a bit. Uh, and yeah, there were a couple of paramedics actually struggling to get uh, an older chap in through into his house in a wheelchair. And I, I offered some help, you know, they said, thanks, but we're okay. Um, but I think they they just appreciated the kindness, you know, and it was uh, yeah, everyone was smiling and happy, and I felt kind of good having at least offered to help out. Mm. Um, mm. But if everybody's attitude was, "What can I do to help you?" Yeah, everybody's needs would be met. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, on the basis of like, what can you do for me? In the end, no one's needs are met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like kindness is that fundamental. <clears throat> you look after each other. Yeah, uh... I, I guess that if you think about the whole kind of refugee thing, um, and about mm. how different countries have reacted to the refugees coming out of Ukraine, and and Poland seem to, from what I can see, have been the most accepting. Like, yeah, come on in, you know, come on in. Let's we'll, we'll sort you out. We'll, we'll help you. you know? Um, and that that seems so so kind of fundamentally important. You know? So you've gone silent. Sorry, I had muted. Cooper was barking, bless him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, generally, yeah. I mean, despite the destruction and the horror of war, you do get these good little stories, don't you, coming out of it, which show that the majority of people want to do good and are good. And, uh, yeah, we'll get stuck in and, and help out where, where they're needed, hey? They would actually look after each other. They look after their fellow human being. Yeah. You know. Um, I mean, just finally, then, do you think? I mean, we're talking here, encouraging people to be kind, and we're probably talking to the converted in a lot of ways. Um, I would hope. Um, do we can can kindness be taught? I mean, we're gonna we're telling people here to maybe try and get a bit of kindness into your life. Try and do this. Try do that. Look out for each other. Is, is kindness something that can actually be taught or how do we, is it just something that you kind of teach through just generally to being, being helpful? <clears throat> I, I think that, that um, teaching anything by example is always a good thing. Um, but the, one of the things when you're working with um, criminals particularly um, and you're, you're getting them to look at their behaviour, then the issue is, okay, what would you feel like if this was done to you? Um, and it starts off with, oh, well, I'd get my lads down and we'd all break their legs. You know, so we start off from that point, then we work our way back to the individual feelings. Um, and very often it's because people have never faced up to the real emotions of what's going on. 
you know, and that may be that they were born into families that were naturally violent or whatever, um, and that those moderating emotions yeah. weren't available to them when they were younger. Um, but one of the things, I mean, I, I've worked with criminals who have ended up in situations where they're a bit disorientated because they've left prison and they've gone into that kind of the rehab kind of bits that you get after prison sometimes. And they're a bit confused because everybody's kind. Everybody's nice to them, and it's a bit, they don't know how to react because it's not what they're used to, you know. Yeah. And I, I think that the more we get used to it, the, then the easier it becomes, the better it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, generally I hang around with kind, happy um generous folks but sometimes you know you'll you bump into someone in the street or someone you've got to do a bit of work with and you can just sense you just get a bit, a bit of a sense that they're either it's not that they're not kind but they're either they it's almost as if yeah they're not used to people being kind to them or and it's the fascinating people to talk to and be kind to i kind of i'll kind of od on happiness and kindness with them just to <laughs> yeah, yeah just to hopefully kind of persuade them a little bit that you know, it's okay to, uh, I think there's a certain element, I mean, maybe uh, in society where kindness can be seen as a weakness. If you're too yeah. nice or if you're too helpful or you're too pleasant. Um, whereas, you know, obviously that's just a crazy concept to, to you and I, because we, we generally try and bend over backwards to be pleasant and, uh, and helpful to people when they're, when they get in touch or when we bump into them in the street. So, yeah. Um, well, one of the things that is fascinating to me is that, you can be kind to someone and their first response is, what do you want? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> why are you being kind to me? <clears throat> you know, um, and that's a really weird concept, isn't it? Mm. Rather than actually just, it's okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, all right, what's your resource of the week, Sean? Um, I've, I've put, gone through to, it's like a website with an article on it, but it's, it's one of the things that I'm very aware of in what we're talking about is the issue of people needing to say no at the moment. I've had a few cases of this recently. <clears throat> and it's one of those things that creates conflict. And it's like people end up doing things because they're trying to be kind to the people around them. Uh, and they actually just need to learn <clears throat> to say no. And it's okay to say no. Yeah. yeah that's a good shout actually. Yeah. That's, I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes as your resource. And, uh, yeah, I think I think that's somewhere where I sh- not struggle, but sometimes I'm trying to be overly helpful and kind, and I kind of take on too much stuff. Uh, yeah. Or I've, you know, align myself with like at the moment, I'm I'm kind of ODing on leaflet rounds for the local Green Party because the elections are coming up, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. uh, and I've got work and I've got uh, family commitments and all that. So it's it yeah yeah. Sometimes you can not overdo it you can't be too kind but yeah you've got to be watch out for yourself a little bit haven't you and not kind of well the thing is that if you include yourself in it so you're kind to you as well as kind to everybody else then you get a balance yeah cool um brilliant yeah and i'll link to a book called uh the power of kindness the unexpected benefits of of being compassionate i think it is the full title Mm -hmm. um so yeah i'll I'll link to that in the show notes and i've also got a, a link to um why you should underestimate the power of kindness at work as well. So yeah, we all spend, well, a lot of us spend a good amount of time in work and in various industries, and uh, and uh, yeah, there's there's plenty of room for kindness in that in that scenario as well, isn't there? It always makes me laugh because 
and when I'm working in businesses and we've got managers, we get managers who think you need to be tough and you need to be hard and you need to be this, you know, and, and then you've got the nice managers who look after everybody and, you know, concern. Yep. and it's like, who has the lowest sickness rates, you know, yeah. who has the highest productivity rates and it's the nice managers, not these I'm hard and I'm tough managers. Yeah. They get the worst responses. You know? Yeah. That Lord sugar style um, of, of apprentice business like cutthroat all that nonsense yeah, yeah we don't need any of that yeah ditch all yeah. that rubbish <laughs> yeah. yeah cool all right sean uh okay. all done you happy yeah i'm happy i'm always happy and today i'm happy and happy same here all right let's go you try not to yeah slap anyone or you don't take offense yeah, too yeah. easily if anyone says anything about your missus eh yeah <laughs> i'll just smack them in the mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah live in neck what a world. All right, Sean. Yeah, you have a good week and we'll see you all next time. Take care. You take care. Ta-da. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.